All right, welcome back to Late Night Lately, the Late Late Night Show podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. This is episode 18. Let's jump right into the monologue. President, former President Trump is uh, Donald Trump is set to pay E. Jean Carroll $83 million for repeatedly defaming her. But it's okay because Trump will be able to pay because he's suing every photographer ever. <laughs> Biden accuses grocery stores of overcharging its cus- their customers, which only occurred after the cashier by the door kept stopping him while he was telling the story of how this is the only store that carries his favorite brand of saltines. Now, he chooses this one because even though it's on the other side of town, the one closest to his house never keeps the saltines in stock. Plus, he makes a daily drive, which is only like 15 minutes, by stopping by the coffee shop with the statues with the bare breasts. And he doesn't quite understand the art, but he does like that. It's the joke. He rambles on. That's the joke. Uh, Amazon introduced its Rufus chatbot. And, oh, it looks like Alexa has ordered $73 worth of Ben and & Jerry's in all of our Prime accounts. Huh. And finally, Apple's Vision Pro VR headset is launched with over 600 apps available to download. But we all know what you're really doing. And that was the end of the monologue. Was? Is. Currently. It's currently the end of the monologue. Welcome in to, I haven't written one of those in a long time. I haven't done an episode of this in a couple of uh, weeks, but here we are. Late night lately, we're back. New schedule on a Friday. Uh, and uh, and boy, has nothing happened in the world of late night. But this is I, this is just this, this is the, the risk you take when it comes to uh, want, wanting to do a show like this. And I love, I love late night though. And I haven't, unfortunately this week is one of these weeks where I have not had a chance to see a lot of late night because I've been at work and all that stuff. Uh, and yeah, that's how we do it. Anyway, that's how we do it. (laughs) All right. I'm going to write that one down as pretty funny to me to the very least. All right. This week in late night, what happened? There's a lot of uh, great guest stars popping up in the world of late night, but let's start here at at midnight. Excuse after midnight. Jesus, this is what happens when the show is so closely a show closely titled. It's so closely titled to the uh, original version of the show. Uh, you know, I didn't. I don't. I didn't do an episode last week, uh, but the last episode I did. Uh, I don't know if I did mention this or not, but uh, it's something I definitely think about. Especially I haven't done that so last week, but we are after after midnight ha, is in such a good position right now with being produced by Stephen Colbert and having one of the young up and coming uh, uh, comedians host it and 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 with it being on CBS as opposed to just being on Comedy Central and 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 there are a lot of things going for it, uh, especially with it being such a cheap show that to produce and it only has to rely on internet stuff. I I truly think this show will only shine if they don't get just um uh white uh comedians in every single episode. There was there was a point last week where I think there were like two or three episodes, two I would say probably say two episodes, but multiple episodes where it was just white comedians and you can't ju- and I understand scheduling and all that stuff and blah blah blah, but if you have who who I would consider to be, and I mean, you know, we we big name whatever that you can perform in a um uh, 
Like like you can you can be a Kevin Hart and perform in a stadium, or Gabriel Iglesias and perform in a stadium, or you can be let's let's go with the host Taylor Tomlinson and have a couple of Netflix specials. And I I look at those people kind of the exact same. I mean, obviously Kevin Hart, you know Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock. Those people are mega superstars, and two of those people are uh, bad people. <laughs> well, one's media bad. And the other one's just a bad person. Um, Kevin Hart's the good one. Let's just say it like that. <laughs> but but there's a, but I I mean there there should be there should be a but there's also a point where there are comedians that if you really know comedy, then you're gonna know people like Guy Branham or uh, uh, Lisa Gilroy or Atsuko uh, Okat uh, Okatsuka and, and and Josh Johnson. I mean, these are. If you're really paying attention to comedy, you're going to know who those people are, and I think there should be a, a chance for for these comedians. Uh, those and those happen to be three diverse comedians I named. I did not mean to do that, but uh, it's but spread them out, spread them out over the course of the week instead of just having, you know, a night where it just happens to be two people of color on the on the podium, and then the night before it's. Uh, no offense to these people, but Kelsey Cook, her boyfriend, and Melania Weintraub. We we can do so much more. You can you can cast so much better. Okay, now the clip I chose to represent. I chose two clips for After Midnight. Cecilia uh, Zameda was on, and uh, she did uh, the, the clip I chose was attempts to detoxify the internet, and that was a a, a very funny episode of the show. Um, mostly because I just like Shashir. I think she's a very funny person. And then uh, there's an episode with Tom Lennon and Melissa Villasenor and Kel Mitchell. What a just a great group of people. Uh, you know, it's they just name some of these, uh, w- like whatever the segment is. And, uh, you know, Hashtag Wars was a big part of At Midnight. And it, w- it was just so funny because it's so rapid fire. And again, I know I've mentioned this before uh, in the last episode when I was talking about After Midnight. And and how it's a it's it's too long it's too long 40, 40 minutes is way too long for the format of this show. They need to, they could possibly do more some something else other than a full episode of of a game show panel style thing. Because right now it just doesn't have the factor where you continue want to continue to watch at least for me in one go. It kind you know I mean if anything if they're not if if C, if CBS can understand that this entire show is going to be broken out, or at least the majority of it, is going to be broken out on to YouTube and TikTok and Instagram, then that'll then that's then then they understand that this is an internet first show and it's and it's made for broadcast second. Where technically it is made for broadcast first and then it becomes internet uh, second. But it it's it's much better when you when you realize Okay, I'm gonna watch the hashtag like like SNL. The way some people watch SNL is they watch everything online as opposed to me, who I don't watch it live, but I do record it mostly. And I and I watch it on Peacock too, but I watch it on YouTube TV or Hulu with Live TV or Sling TV or whatever because there are those moments when it is live and something happens and. Sometimes you have somebody who says a curse word and then that's edited out by the time it gets to Peacock or by, or at the point when it was on Hulu, by the time it gets to Hulu or by the time it gets to YouTube. I want to see the real raw thing, baby. 
Then the cast of Dune Part Two took over uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live. I love it when you have when uh, shows like when Kimmel and and uh, 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 Colbert does it, and uh, I, don't, I think sometimes Jimmy does uh, Fallon, uh, but Conan definitely did it. When you can have all of the like an entire cast of a movie or just all the major stars. Oh my God! Look at Florence Pugh looking all sexy. My God! Oof. There was um. I don't listen to this podcast anymore, but there's a, a podcast hosted by Aaron Gibson and Brian Safi, and I and I truly don't remember the name of the show, but they uh, had they have a, they had a comedian named Je- Jessica Chaffin on, and she was playing a uh, a, char- a character named Rhonda, I think something like that. Anyway, um, but there's a <laughs> there's a very funny aside that that every I'm not kidding every single time I see Florence Pugh in a movie. Uh, when I in Oppenheimer, the only, every time she popped up on screen, uh, the two scenes she had, uh, I thought uh, uh, Jessica Chaffin, her her character said um, something along the lines of uh, uh, she she they were talking about I guess Zach Raff, Zach Braff and Florence Pugh, but uh, she goes uh, Florence Pugh and Zach Braff, uh, that can't be a healthy relationship, can it? <laughs> I think there's a, she, she's like I think there's a lot of. Uh, a lot of him talking down to her and like telling her how her career should go, even though it's like going over tragedy. I think that was such a funny thing to say because yeah, it might be true. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But every time I see Florence Pugh, I think of that. I like truly, it's it's the it's such an odd thing. Then uh, James Corden returned to late night. He spoke to uh, both Jimmy Fallon and Seth Meyers. And I believe next week he'll be going to Colbert. Uh, he was also on Today's Show with Hoda. So he, he did NBC for a week straight. He was going to 30 Rock every single day. And he he's coming back. To, he, he came back to talk, you know, to talk about this new podcast that he has on Sirius XM called This Life of Mine. Which is or a show, I guess, whatever. Uh, you know, it's, I, I think about this all the time, but I don't think we need any more of these, these shows, but they continue to happen. And, you know, for what it's worth, I was watching this interview with him on Fallon and I was thinking besides the fact that he, <laughs> that he's probably not, notor- he's notoriously not a nice person. Um, and besides the fact that he <laughs> went to the, went to a writer's guild meeting and he like poo pooed the idea of a strike and like, and like paying late night writers for, I do think he's a good entertainer. I'll say that much. I do think he's a good entertainer because when he was on Fallon and when he was on Seth Meyers, he did want to put on a show and, and when he's in front of the camera, he does want to, he does want to do that. Um, and yeah, but I, you know, there's other, you can, you don't have to entirely like a person. Then there's uh, Larry David. He appeared on Late Night as well as Today Show, and uh, he talked about uh, they on uh, on Late Night. He uh, he was confronted with the, the his attack of Elmo, which is if you've not seen that video, it's very funny. But the the reason I want to I brought this interview uh, that he he did with Seth is because there when when and this is not this is not uh, talking at. at about the the strength of the interview process for Kimmel or Fallon or, or anyone else, but when when Seth and Larry are together, it's it's there's something there that works uh, so well, and I I just really I really enjoy those two together. And uh, uh, Larry just seems like he can be kind of it's it's it's, it's, it's as if he go like they know there's not going to be a lot of people watching, <laughs> and he can just 
be more of uh, himself as well as more of the Larry character. Then Emma Stone popped up on The Late Show. And uh, she talked about the acting process and acting in poor things and ad- and and doing the curse with uh softy and uh fielder and uh it's just it was an it was a conspicuously serious interview for some reason there yes there were there were laughs and everything but man it just it, it truly felt like a, an intimate conversation between uh the two of them between uh, uh steven and uh emma and that's it. That's all we got. That's it for uh, uh, everything for the videos, which is great. I feel like that moved by smoothly. So we got the monologue down. We got this. We got late night. <laughs> now let's hop over the topic. There, there was a story came out uh, this past or two weeks ago, rather at this point, um, that was talking about how John Stewart is returning to the Daily Show as the Monday Night host. They decided to go this route i'm guessing just for the election because they definitely as i said needed uh, or as i mentioned previously they needed someone to guide that show <clears throat> during the election pardon me uh it is i just pulled a Stephen a smith just up against the mic and clearing my throat swallowing right into the microphone like, like he does there is a not saying i haven't done that before <laughs> i definitely do that way too much if anything, it's my biggest flaw. That and loving too much. <laughs> there, when when John Stewart hosted the Daily Show, and 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 obviously when Trevor hosted the Daily Show, that that show in particular was so. I don't want. To, it's not influential for the for the um, for the election. It's not going to change anyone's mind. But I do think that the Daily Show with John Stewart and with Trevor Noah was in such a unique position compared to Seth Meyers and uh, Jimmy Fallon and, and, Col- and, and Kimmel, Kimmel, Kimmel Corden and uh, uh, Colbert and, and, and even um, um, John Oliver in that, and Sam B and Conan, in that, uh, uh, and Lily Singh, I guess, <laughs> and Amber Ruffin, in that people really take to heart what, the Daily Show host has to say, because uh, I think that show is much more political and more in line with news than any other late night show that there's ever been. Look at Sam B's show, Full Frontal, and Last Week Tonight, focus on the bigger picture, which works for them. But The Daily Show can focus on the bigger picture as well as these hyper local, hyper specific things, and as and, and along with talking to the people who are the problems. The problem. It's me. Hi. I'm the problem, it's me. And 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 in some facets, this seems like a giant cop-out. Because Paramount, Viacom, excuse me, Viacom didn't want to make a decision on a host. And they took too long. And yes, you can blame the, you can blame the, uh, not the pandemic, the, uh, the, the, the strikes. You can blame the strikes. You can blame Hassan for, uh, uh, for telling um, not white lies, but great lies. At some point, you have to take into account that you refuse to make a move when you had the chance. And you've got people 
again, like Chelsea Handler, like Cal Penn, who were openly, openly campaigning for this show. And now you want to go ahead and do something like this. When it, it reminds me of when Johnny Carson, he would take Mondays off, right? But that was in the latter part of his career. John Stewart's without a show now because Apple TV wanted to cancel uh, the problem with John Stewart. And although it wasn't a good show, I do think it was, uh, there were very necessary parts of it that should exist. Not that monologue thing he did. But the interviews and the panel stuff and the story stuff he did was, were, were really good. So he's back, and Apple canceled the show, um, The Problem with Jon Stewart, because he wanted to do, to do a story about China, and they were like, no. <laughs> and that's pretty damning. If I was, if I was somebody who was going to go and make a show on Apple TV – Plus, I would that that would definitely be something that sticks in my head. And yeah, you, you can say, well, you can't be choosy with that kind of stuff, but that's a big deal. It's a it's like going to play for live golf. You're gonna take all that money from that guy that from the prince who killed a journalist, and you're gonna say there's not a problem with it. I mean, I don't think Rory McIlroy should have should have uh, uh, turned heel on that or turned, uh, did a 180, done a 180 on that. I think, I think he should have, I, I would be digging. If I was a golfer, I'd still be digging down. I'd be like, F those people who went to live. That includes John Rahm. And I love that. I love that guy. And he went, Oh God, it's ridiculous. <sighs> now, Lacey Rose over at the Hollywood reporter wrote the story. John Stewart returns to the daily show as host. The show is going to re-premiere on February 12th. I'm sure that first episode is going to be bonkers. It's going to be gangbusters. And now, uh, in terms of ratings, and now Stewart is returning at a time where this show has been retooled. It was retooled for Trevor Noah. And then after the pandemic, it was retooled again to be way looser than it originally was with under Noah's first term, to the very least. And there's a lot more reliance on the correspondence and play with the correspondence than there has ever been. It's coming back February 12th. And uh, and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be basically just the Daily Show again. Daily Show 2.0. Daily Show 2.5. 1.5. They're the Trevor Noah was the third host. Daily Show 2.5. <laughs> now, don't think that this is going to be the return of Jon Stewart to the Daily Show forever. He's not going to be the next new host. He's always talked about how it was tiring, especially when uh, that last... That's why the problem was only like seven episodes a season. But during his last uh, run, in his 16 years, he was always like, this is so tiring. In his new incarnation, Stewart is also expected to be actively involved in shaping new talent for the show, as he'd done for many years before. What a, I, I just think it, it is such... A very strange decision. Uh, apparently, the head of Paramount, what is his name? Something McCarthy. 
Oh, God. Not that they had a Paramount. What am I saying? I'm sorry. That wasn't right. <laughs> that wasn't right. McCarthy. Chris McCarthy. Excuse me. The CEO and president of Showtime and MTV Entertainment Studios. When the show, when the Daily Show went to guest hosts in 2023, he consulted with uh, Stewart and his manager, James Baby Doll Dixon. I've, I've heard that name before. Who's also going to come back as an EP? Uh, so he consulted with those guys to find the guest hosts, and that explains why we got people like Wanda Sykes popping up, and uh, Sarah Silverman and Chelsea Handler, because those are people who have had their own late night shows and who have or had talk shows and done this comedy stuff before. Roy Wood Jr. was on Audie Cornish's podcast, The Assignment, talking about this. And he's been very vocal about how the process for the new finding the new host has been uh, difficult with him and just kind of unappealing in that in the last couple of um, months that he was not months, but the the last bit of time that he was there during the writer strike, and when the job wasn't going to come to him. Then he just said, hey, I get that I have to make moves. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I still think like the, the, the initial rumor was to have the correspondents leave the show and it would be uh, uh, Desi Lydic and, and Roy Wood Jr. hosting the show. And I think that would be fantastic. Again, look at PBS NewsHour. Jeff Bennett, Omni Navaz. Ugh, anyway. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I and I I like John Stewart, but I I I do think that people are going to accept this new reality. This it it feels like Jay Leno coming back, <laughs> and then also going like when Jay Leno came back and did that 10 p.m. show. People, it was kind. Of, it, was, it was you know Conan had the Tonight Show. It was a little bit trepidatious, and Jimmy was on late night. And then, or trepidatious, it was a little tumultuous because there was a point where Leno goes, eh, kind of, I don't know, let's, let's take me back to the, take me back to the Tonight Show spot. And then NBC was going to do it, and then Conan was going to be bumped back to 12, 1230 something. And it, it, it just didn't make sense. I got a notification for record late night lately, which I'm doing right now. I scheduled everything. Scheduled everything for today. Went to lunch with a friend and did this <laughs> editing videos. Market is completed. Mark completed. I enjoy John Stewart. I think he's a very funny person. But this is going to set, set a bad precedent, is what I'm trying to get at. He's a very funny person. I hope I hope that this him being on the show they can create the third the 3.0 and I know I know there was a host before John Stewart but I'm talking about in this in the in the time that this show has been famous famous like good like not good has been um exploding. I want I want John Stewart and 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 also John Stewart's not free from from his problems either. He's 
the he only hired white writers. He had uh, he was a horrible boss to um, uh, uh, J- call Jason Bateman and Charlie Day and uh, and uh, who else in that movie? Horrible bosses. I own the first one. Jason Sudeikis. That's it. I was like, they couldn't be too Jason. <laughs> what? But he was a he was a bad boss to Wyatt Cenac. Look up that entire situation. It was not good, and it definitely will not paint John Stewart in the right light. Even when he tried to fix things, I was I was just sitting there going, like you you are in the wrong here. I hope he's able to. I hope he learned his lesson first of all, and I hope he's able to take the show and keep it going in its current direction where it the internet stuff has really really helped and the after the show stuff with a host mostly Trevor but a host talking to the audience and answering questions and and just telling stories that stuff really does well online and it really sits well with the audience and i hope he's able to find more talent they have two new correspondents who I hope still have jobs. They were funny in in their debuts. And I think they only appeared on a couple of episodes and did a couple of segments uh, each. So let's keep this up. And we and and, and the original producer is still there. So that's good too. But now he's got 45 minutes to play with, I think. 40 minutes or 45 minutes. I forgot how long the episodes are. Now, they're not an hour. They're not scheduled for an hour. They're scheduled for 40 or 45 so that they can take up 33 or something like that. So now they have that. He has that time. John Stewart has that time to play with. And maybe there will there will, more will come from that because now he can expand and do more. And with more, you know, you could either get the problem or you can get whatever the Daily Show would be under John Stewart on a Monday night. Listen, if you like what you heard here, head to the website, cpluscomedy.com, where I talk to your favorite television and movie and podcast and stand-up and music and whatever. I talk to famous people. Uh, I just recently talked to um, uh, the cast of In the Know on Peacock. That includes Caitlin Riley, Charlie Bushnell, J. Cameron Smith. Carl Tart and the writer slash creator Brandon Gardner. And as well, I talked to uh, the cast of Ted, which includes Scott Grimes, Alana Uback, Georgia Wingham, Max Bushnell, Paul Corrigan, Brad Walsh. Whew. All right. You can watch those on youtube.com slash C plus comedy under the show, The Interviews. If you want to see a video version of this show, uh, then you can um, uh, watch that on youtube.com slash comedy alongside the other podcasts, uh, the LinkedIn Logs, which is the job podcast, and the Constitutionals, which is the entertainment business podcast. Uh, you can watch all those youtube.com and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Social media, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at C plus comedy, me at Chad Black White. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. Goodbye.